And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Hello and welcome to Front and Nationwide. This is the Athletics Dedicated Blue Jackets Podcast. Aaron Ports, I'm with you on a sunny, warm Wednesday afternoon. Allison Lucan is here. Hello. Allison, is the air conditioning on yet? You know, it kicked in yesterday for the first time. It's kind of an exciting, but also I'm a windows open girl, so it was a little disappointing. Yeah, we ours is not on. There's reason for that. We don't have a furnace right now. Oof, that's not good. I could do I could do a whole separate HVAC podcast right now, by the way, if anyone would listen. Nobody would. No. Uh, my wife's tired of listening. She's like, next, back to deck, whatever his name is. Um, Blue Jackets, well, they're well into the offseason now, Allison, but there are, there are so many storylines uh, to this, to this offseason, and we're going to hit a couple of them. Um, we're going to start with the goaltenders. We're going to get into Seth Jones's contract and, and all of the ins and outs of it. And what we would pay, what the value is, what the value is if not keeping him. Uh, Yarmo Kekalainen's willingness, as stated earlier this week, to carry him into the season, even if a contract extension is not signed. Uh, so lots to get to, even though it is the offseason. Um, let's get first to this because it's the it's the warmest. We wrote a story posted yesterday about the goaltenders, Jonas Corposalo, Elvis Merzlikens. We've gone on about this ourselves. It, I, goaltending is so unique within this sport, within several sports, that you almost have to talk to goaltending experts uh, to get a feel for the position. And, and interestingly enough, that's what Yarmo Kekalainen is going to do this summer when it when it is time to trade a goaltender. He's probably already had that conversation. Of course he has uh, with his goaltending coach, Manny Legacy, with the goaltending 
uh, former goaltender, great goaltender, Nicholas Backstrom, who's been working for the club um, for a couple of years now, does some scouting, does some advising, um, also does some coaching of the guys in Europe. So he's going to rely on those guys. We called four or five NHL, former NHL goalies, and talked to them about Corpusalo and Merzlikens and what did they see and who would they trade. And a lot of them were, were um, they tried to be on both sides of the fence. Nobody wanted to say for sure who they trade. But I think they broke it down pretty similarly to how we did, uh, and how we have. And then we did a poll, Allison, asking people, who would you trade if you had to, Corpusalo or Merzlikens? And it was basically three to one uh, people would trade Corpusalo and keep Elvis Merzlikens. It was 74 to 26%. That's what's called a landslide in politics. Um, your thoughts, Allison, on on just the what the commentators had to say. Check it out. It's on the it's on the site if you want to you want to read what they had to say. And also the public where the public is in terms of of, of which goalie to move. Yeah, I mean, first of all, the piece was excellent. Um, huge kudos to you. I thought that was really, well, really, really good. Um, you know, it's interesting to me, and and I'm listen. I'm a big fan of Eunice Corposalo. He has evolved his game. He plays well. He's a great guy. Um, but it, it's interesting to me, and I liked how you parsed this out too. There's things to think about with his game, and then there's things to think about away from what happens on the ice. And it continues to blow my mind. And I wouldn't presume to know what went behind all the votes of of your poll, but it continues to blow my mind how, and again, we're talking about what it seems everyone agrees is a, is a good goaltender in Elvis with, with a good ceiling. And, and we have all these concerns about a guy who enjoys the game. Um, Kevin Weeks put it quite succinctly <laughs> that it needed to change the 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 old white hockey men culture. Um, and I'm paraphrasing his, paraphrasing his words, but it, it, this just confounds me that that the biggest concern that people seem to have is his quote unquote attitude or or whatever you want to call it. And I just it blows my mind that we are at this point in the world and and in sport um, to hear that that is still a fight in the culture, but. Um, Listen, again, what a luxury to have what is two good goaltenders. And again, I think your piece really illuminated that. It just depends on on what basis will Yarmo Kekalainen make his decision. Yeah, and wasn't I thought it was interesting. It was an interesting allowance anyways from Yarmo that if the difference in the market, in other words, that the difference in what the market will will return for Corpusala versus Merzlikens is wider than the difference they feel between the two goalies' abilities, then they might let the market decide which one they keep. I thought, it was, I thought that was a really interesting way to look at it, and I wonder what you think of that, that idea. Of, of What do you think of that thought process? I mean, I, I get it. I respect what he's saying in theory um, again. And I, I feel horrible because I, I have a ton of respect for Corpusalo and what he can do and has done, but I, I feel like the gap is, is wider. Um, and I think that as we keep saying, what, what is the plan for this team? Because if the plan for this team is that Seth Jones is staying and they're going to reload and continue to push to be a contender, 
you want the stronger goaltender, period, end of story. Um, goaltending is such a huge piece. Um, so I get it, but, but to me, I feel like you do kind of have to, there, you have to know who you really do want to keep at the end of the day. Yeah. What if, what if you grade both of them pretty similarly? Like that's something I keep coming back to too. I don't, Manny legacy is not going to go on record until the trade is made of saying which goal, which goaltender he, he prefers. He may not say it then the blue jackets aren't going to say publicly which player they think is the better goalie. What if they think it's apples and apples? What if they think it's, it's, it, it, that they're pretty either different, but even if that makes any, if that makes any sense, that's possible to me. Yeah, for sure. I agree. Um, but I, I feel like the, <laughs> even the feedback we heard in, in your piece, these are not two, we're not talking a matter of a hair's width of difference here in both yeah. on ice and off ice, to be very honest. And so I think yeah. that that's why it's hard for me to envision that that is the scenario here. Um so you've said it a couple of times and, and I haven't, but I, I hope it I hope it comes through in our coverage of it and, and the way we've spoken of him previously. You can't help but like Jonas Corpusala. He's a wonderful person. He's done everything right here. And so none of this should none of this is personal. Any of it. You're not picking which player you like best. Um, which personality you like best. Sorry. You're you're picking which player you like best. And it's, it's more than just the play. It's the, excuse me, the attitude of the player. It's what the, how the team plays around the goalie. Uh, I think you should take in, if you're the blue jackets right now, you should take into markability into, into effect with all of this. Um, but, and, and I'm trying to find the right word for sympathy. Cause I, I don't want to feel sorry for you, for Jonas Corpusalo in any way. Cause he certainly doesn't need our pity. And I don't mean it that way, but I feel for him a, a bit because, and this is pro sports. It's dog eat dog. It's it's the best the best move on. The rest don't. But he waited his turn behind uh, Bobrovsky. He finally gets his turn to be the starter, and now here comes this shiny toy that people have been anticipating. For how long? And Elvis is Mr. Personality. I don't, I don't think anybody can deny that. Um, and of course, this kid is extremely popular, Merz Lakins. He plays up to the crowd. He's got the great name. He's funnier than hell and genuine in his in his post-game um, meetings, his interviews with Shelly on the bench. Every time he does TV, there's something great and funny or hilarious in there. Is there a part of you, Allison, that's like, God, you know, like if you're, if you put yourself in Corpus Allo's shoes or skates, however you want to put it, you kind of feel for him a little bit that, that here's this, this new kid in school that you were, you were the guy that everybody liked. Now here comes this new kid and, and this guy's getting all the freaking attention. Do you feel for him at all in that respect? You know, I, maybe I, I'm, I appreciate your point there because I've been now churning on what word <laughs> since you started. But I think what I feel more is that perhaps, and this word isn't even the right word, but I feel like he deserves more appreciation both for his game and, and what he's done as an individual. 
Um, and, and honestly, I think this stems in part because it's really hard for people to understand goaltending if they don't dig into the position, if they haven't played the position, in my opinion. Um, I don't think we give it enough due because we don't really understand it. And I'm speaking for myself, but I think it, I think it's that, I think it's that because we, you know, you can look at 12 forwards and say, these three are very good. And I think because there's only two and because we don't understand the intricacies of the position, maybe we don't show enough validation or respect for, for what the player truly is. Yeah. And and that's, that's tough. I mean, in in one light, I would love for people to give me 2.8 million bucks a year and, and not give me my full credit, I guess. Like there are certainly worse lots in life, but I think that in itself was a, was a snub for, for uh, Corpusello last year, where again, you've been here, you had a pretty good, you were an all-star last year and your contract extension is two years with a $2.8 million cap hit. And here's the new kid on the block who has a pretty good two month run. Um, and his deal is two years, 4 million. It's you're, you're making 70% of what he's making. Really? Like that's kind of a snub in and of itself, but the numbers are what the numbers are. Um, to those numbers, Allison, do you think Elvis's larger payday? And we should look at hard dollars too, because I think Elvis is making five million this coming season in cap. Cap hits still four, but I think he's making five million in cash. And I want to say that Corpusal is making three point four million this coming season. How much of the finances do you read into this as likely to be traded? In other words. Does Columbus want to trade Merge Leakins and his $5 million salary? Or will, are they more inclined to trade? Is, will it be easier to move Corpus Allo because he's cheaper and, and teams, there's going to be some cash-strapped and cap-strapped teams, uh, might be easier to fit Corpus Allo and his, his $2.8 million under their cap? Yeah, I mean, there's two answers there, in my opinion. The first is, yes, Corpus Allo is probably the easier to move. Um, however... It again, <laughs> the refrain of the summer, right? How much money does Seth Jones need, <laughs> and yeah. and do you have it? Um, and you know, will they need that that little wiggle room that maybe moving Elvis could provide? I tend to think that when it comes to money, however, that in this cap strap market, that the lower cap hit is going to be the more attractive piece of all that when it comes to who they're going to move, and that teams are going to be more interested in Corpusalo for that reason. Yeah, and. I think I think it's so interesting. So if you're Yarmo, you're looking at it in terms of the return. Would I rather have Corpusalo and what Elvis can return to me? Or would I rather have Elvis and what Corpusalo can return to me? And what is the how does one offset the other? I'm not sure. I in fact I think it's highly le- unlikely either of these goalies by themselves brings back a quote-unquote number one center. That's not going to happen. But I get the sense that in order for a top six forward to come back in a trade that involves Corpusalo, there's going to have to be something else in that trade from Columbus. I think the return is going to be better from, from Elvis because people believe they're getting a better goalie. There's also three young, bright Eh, not young. Three still in their twenties 
pretty good goaltenders hitting the market this year. So it's going to be crowded again. And I don't know that it's going to be a great market to trade in again. So Yarmo Kekalina may may not get the return that he's looking for, but he's I think he's got to move. He's got to move and, and move it pretty quickly because they they can't just let a guy leave for free. Um, any thoughts? Any thoughts on that? Did I say anything of interest there? <laughs> Everything you say is of interest, Aaron. Of course. Oh, thank you. Thank you. But no, I agree. I think that that whichever goaltender moves is is a piece of the puzzle. Um, and, and as we've talked about with numerous other players, they have to squeeze every bit of value they can out of what they have, and, and that means trading one of these two this year. I think it's the right thing to do, and I think it's the fair thing, honestly, to do to both of these players involved. Yeah, because they both want to be starters. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Um, speaking of UFAs and next year, Seth Jones. Allison. Um, I've heard of him. This is yes. a... Yes, this is a big topic, and there's a lot of different offshoots to it. How much is too much? How much is is how much is it worth to let him walk? And what's the value there? In other words, how how much is he to you? I think that's a question that needs to be asked more than just necessarily relating him to what the rest of the market is. How much does he mean to you? Um. And I, I think that I think that's the the way to look at it. And if you're the the Blue Jackets, I, I think I don't think this is where you penny pinch a million bucks here or there. I think this is a guy you've got to get done. What are your What are your thoughts on it? Where does it start with you in, in dollar terms with Seth Jones? <laughs> yeah, I'm so bad at this. I'm so bad at the actual dollar amounts, but. It, it has to be high and it has to be high because his, his last contract was extremely organizationally friendly. Um, yes. and, and as we have talked about, and as you just mentioned, his value to this franchise and the perception of this franchise, whether that's right or wrong, um, of him staying or going is, is going to command a price. Um, it just is. And, you know, the highest paid defenseman in the league I that's that's flirting with some things, but in the top tier of defensemen being paid, yes, that that's where I put him right now for sure. Okay, so let's look at this. Their uh, top paid defenseman in the league, Eric Carlson, eleven point five million dollar cap hit. Number two, Drew Doughty, eleven million dollar cap hit. Then it drops to Roman Yossi, 
9 million, a little over 9 million. P.K. Subban, 9 million. Alex Petrangelo, 8.8. Oliver Ekman Larson, 8.25. And this is the one if you're a GM that just pisses you off. Uh, Thomas Shabbat in Ottawa making $8 million. That's fine. I don't begrudge the man his money. (laughs) He got $8 million coming out of his entry-level deal on a long-term deal. They just skipped. Ottawa just skipped the second contract altogether. And there go the prices. Thanks, guys. Uh, Jacob Truba is making $8 million in New York. He had two goals this year, Allison. Uh, Brent Burns, $8 million. John Carlson, $8 million. So the top 10 paid defensemen in the league are all making $8 million a year. We know how this works with these long-term contracts. At first, you go, the first year is a little bit higher than maybe people would expect because by the end of it, it settles back down into the sort of midstream of the market. I've been saying for a while, I if the, the top two guys are making $11 million and Yossi's making nine, I don't think it's crazy that Seth Jones is tap dancing between nine and 10 million. Yeah. I mean, that that's definitely the range. And, and it, it, you know, again, I would have to dig into this more, but it feels right. That feels like the right increase for, as you said, where this player is in his career, the kind of contracts these guys get. And, and you know, when you, this year too, I think so many people are going to argue <laughs> on both sides, the front office and the team, it was a fluky year because of COVID, because of all these crazy variables. So even like you were saying, some of these stats, I throw them out for this past year. But yeah, yeah. It, nine, nine and a half, ten. These are the numbers we're talking about here for sure. I mean, he was he was on pace for another forty point season. So here's the thing with him, and I, the one thing that if I'm a Blue Jackets fan or if I'm Jones's camp, the one thing I'm looking for here in this negotiation is. This can't be an arbitration hearing. I think I've said this before. It can't be, you know, here's where he is points-wise. Um, here are his shortcomings as a player. Don't give me that. I'm a UFA next year. If you want to point out all my shortcomings and and not pay me, that's fine. I'll, he'll, he's going to get $9 million somewhere next year. There's no question. Is there any question in your mind if he hit the free agent market this year, he'd hit $9 million? No question. None at all. There's no question. And and that the new suitors, when he hits the market, are they going to say, well, COVID takes about 15% off the cap here. So the new $9 million is now 7.6 or whatever that would be. No, no. You're making $9 million a year. And right now he's the 47th highest paid defenseman in the league. That's a joke. That's a joke. He's tied for 46 with Rasmus Ristolainen. He was on pace for another 40-point season. But Seth Jones, and you've talked about this, Allison, this is not a defenseman that you – the reason he doesn't win the Norris is because he doesn't put up uh, the Latang, the Carlson, those numbers. He doesn't. He doesn't hang those numbers. But you can't measure his play simply by his his offensive prowess. Fair? <laughs> One million percent. And, you know, John Tortorella always used to say, too, and and I I wrote on this years ago, if you want to give a most offensive defenseman award, please, by all means, because there certainly is value in that. One hundred percent. But the Norris is supposed to be the best defenseman. And is Seth Jones one of the best defensemen? 
I say yes. And in fact, I argue, um, you know, we've talked about this. I argue this with my analytical colleagues all the time. I don't know that the numbers accurately capture what Seth Jones does because I see what he does. I'm becoming that person. Yes, I'm owning it. I see what he does. I see what the numbers say, even the quote unquote underlying numbers. And I've talked to some people in the analytical community who agree that we're missing something with these numbers right now. He is so valuable. So illuminate that for me, if you can. What do the numbers say, Allison? And if the numbers are everything, how are there players where we can say, yeah, but, and I know there have been examples through the years, but and what are we talking about here with him? Cause you know, analytics do play a big part when it comes to contract time. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is the interesting thing is that, and, and you've heard me, I have asked coaches this, I have asked players this for every year that I've had the opportunity to cover the league and, and the blue jackets is how do you measure defense? How do you measure preventing something? Right. I mean, how do you do that? It, it's, it's a conundrum. And so we're, we're falling back, particularly for defense, we're looking at what did or did not your opponent create. And we're looking at what did your team create when you were on the ice. Now, listen, at the end of the day, I agree. I believe in the methodology behind this thought process, but there's something missing, you know, and one of the theories even that I've talked to um, a colleague about is, is it the insane minutes that Seth plays? Is that doing something to what the math does? And again, listen, I'm not going to sit here and, and disrespect the people who've done tremendous work in the analytical space, but pretty much everyone agrees. And I've said my holy grail is we cannot accurately measure defense yet. So we're measuring things to supplant that. And we haven't yet found the answer for a player like Seth Jones. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I, I think these guys who are always out against the best players, always, that ha- that there are ways to measure that, of course, but that has to be taken into effect. Um, if it you're is. always on the ice it is, against though. the best players. Yeah, it, 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 it is. And, and you know, and again, yeah. this is, I want to respect the work of, of these minds in the analytical space that is taken into account. But, the, but there's something to, you know, and, and I, I, it was one of the last games and Seth did it. And I put out a clip of it. Seth Jones could play like Zach Wierenski, but Seth Jones, at least in his talking to me. And when I watch him, Seth Jones takes a role to allow Zach Wierenski to be Zach Wierenski and focuses on being something a little different, which is necessary and valuable and makes his team successful more nights than not. But sometimes we see him say, screw it. And he takes the puck on his stick and he's, you know, goes yeah, deep in the right. zone and skates the net and, and often scores a goal. And so yep. there, there's some interplay there with who he is as a player versus what he's actually doing on the ice, if that makes sense, that may also come into play because the numbers do. And, and again, this is why it's so crazy. The numbers do all the things that our common sense would say, well, have you thought about this? And they have, they really have. Um, but the bigger caveat is all of this work right now is based on publicly available data and it's still very, very valuable. But again, it means we still have so, so much room to grow. And it's crazy. Seth Jones is for me, the conundrum of the analytical world right now. Interesting. So for, so for me, this is the, these are the two arguments. If you're the blue jackets, he's not 
an $11 million guy to a lot of people because he doesn't have, um, he doesn't have, yeah, I think I agree with you that he could do more offensively if he were to give up or cheat a little bit more defensively. But I don't think he has the sort of high-end, polished, elite skills offensively that some other defensemen do. Brent Burns, although Brent Burns, that's not a great example. Um, <laughs> some of these guys are just reckless. Carlson and Burns, I think they drive their teammates crazy because they'll leave the barn door open all day if they think they can score. Jones doesn't play that way. But I guess what I'm saying by the polished offensive, he doesn't have the beautiful, overwhelming one-timer. He doesn't have he, he misses a lot of one-timers. He doesn't have the great I don't know that he's a great power play guy, per, per particularly, and that may be one thing that's bringing them down. But I think he's I think he's pretty good with the chance to be really good at either of those. It's in there. It just needs to be refined. But for me, what is the cost of the Blue Jackets not having him? And to me, that's not worth quibbling over a million dollars. Uh, and it's easy to say when it's somebody else's millions, but if this is a guy that needs 9.5 and you're only willing to go to 8.5, for me, the deal's done. You get him at 9.5. Uh, and I'd rather have him than, than, than maybe you're just not signing a forward you wanted a million dollars deal like that that's perfectly fine for me this is a kid you need to keep this is a guy this is your next captain this is the foundation of your team elvis may end up being this team's poster child seth jones is your new foundation and i'm not sure felina's coming back um i'm not sure where it goes with the quote-unquote leadership group seth jones if he's willing to stay here is your new foundation i think he got a I think you put the, the money on the table for that. And I think if you lose that, if you lose him, you're, you're going to spend years looking for a number one defenseman. And unless you draft him, you're probably going to pay nine and a half, ten million bucks a year for him in a couple years anyways. This is your guy. You know your guy. You sign him. It also puts to rest, if only temporarily, this idea that the best players don't want to stay in Columbus if they don't have to. And I'm not sure what the price is for that, but it's astronomical at this point. They have to stop that. Thoughts, Allison? Yeah, I completely agree. And I would go one step further and say, if the difference is $1 million, you pay the $1 million because that's the, the return you get when this team gets back into the playoffs. That's the return you get when marketing Seth Jones puts butts in the seats in Nationwide Arena. And it's that secondary dollar, that tertiary dollar, that having Seth Jones on your team is, is essential to consider in addition to every single reason that you just stated. Could you hear me typing tertiary in Google just now? Oh, come on. I know you know what that word means. It's a great, it's a, it's a great word. It's a $100 word. Good on you. Thank you. Allison, what else do we need to get to? I think we just made Seth Jones some money. <laughs> Listen, I, I I don't mind that. I, I have always been someone that uh, you pay for what something is worth. And in this case, there's worth on the ice. There's some intangible worth and there's some reputational organizational worth. And I think they all factor in and, and the numbers we're throwing around are fair. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. There you have it. 
Anything else we need to get to? We'll be opening our agency next month, and we will happily lower our commission compared to those in the NHL. Just kidding. <laughs> totally. Any deal over $10 million is only 2%. We're here for you. Any deal under $10 million is 1.5%. There it is. Whatever. Perfect. Yeah. Paid annually. Um, Allison, thanks for your time as always. Thank you as always. And thanks for your ears, people. We appreciate you listening. Uh, keep checking us out. Stories are going to keep flowing on the site. June 2nd is the lottery. Uh, Blue Jackets will pick fifth. Will be fifth in the lottery. Don't know where they'll pick yet. They will be number five in the lottery on June second. So that's a that's a big deal coming up for the Blue Jackets just a couple weeks away. Thanks for listening, and we will be back with you next week. Talk to you then. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner StubHub has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic.